The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Mingxing was a native of Hanyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, China has become one of the first countries to respond to the rise of generative artificial intelligence. With the introduction of a set of interim guidelines, the country hopes to install safety belts to ensure relevant businesses make headways on the right track. What does the regulation entail, and what impact will it have on the industry? The Chinese version of TikTok has taken actions against influencers who promote and sell products by inspiring anxiety among parents. Sensational short videos warning parents to seize the vacation or else their children may suffer permanent setbacks in school have been removed from the platform. Makes you wonder: Will this truly help parents who are exposed to all kinds of anxiety mongering in one way or another? For today's discussion, I'm joined by New Holing and a new guest to the show, Mr. Steve Hatley, a radio professional currently living in South Korea. Hi, Steve. Good to have you on the show. Why don't you tell Roundtable listeners a bit about yourself before we start? Oh, be careful with that term, professional liming. Let's not get too loosey goosey with that as we get started.、Um, thank you so much for、uh, for having me. My name's Steve Hatherly. I'm really, really excited、uh, to be with you today here on Roundtable. I'm from Canada, and I've been living in Korea for about oh my goodness, 23 years now. Which never ceases to amaze me every single time I say that number out loud. I'm from Nova Scotia in in Canada, which is on the far east coast, next to the Atlantic Ocean. I got involved with radio about 21, 22 years ago. Started out as a voice actor, got my opportunity at one particular station to fill in for someone who went on vacation. I was able to、uh, keep that job, and then. Throughout the years, worked on different shows at different different stations, and I, I hosted my own show at、uh, one particular station called TBS. That show lasted for for thirteen years, which was very exciting for me.、Um, that was in Seoul, and now I'm living in Busan, which is the southeasternmost city here in Korea. And、uh, I'm hosting two different radio shows here: one in the morning and and one in the afternoon. So I've been lucky enough. Um, Korea has provided me with some amazing opportunities, and I've been lucky enough to to be able to continue my radio career up up to now. More than twenty years in radio, and he says he's not a professional. There you go.、Uh, says something about、uh, <laughs> the guests we have on the show. So、right. we begin our discussion today.、Um, China has recently rolled out a new regulation on generative AI, hoping to put the businesses on the right track. And、uh, New Holing, would you begin by telling us a bit about the regulation? What does it hope to do? 
Of course. So the new rule on generative AI took effect on August fifteenth.、Uh, the purpose of this new rule is to foster the responsible development of generative AI and its standardized applications. Its objectives include upholding national security, public interest, and safeguarding the lawful rights of citizens, legal entities, and organizations, as outlined by the CAC. Actually, this guideline or regulation or rule. Call it anyway is actually、um, penciled in by multiple organizations, including the National Internet Information Office, the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Science and Technology, Ministry of Industry and Information, and Ministry of Public Security, as well as National Radio and Television Administration. And all these, I feel like, has you know shown us how AI is affecting. Basically, every aspect of our lives nowadays, and a lot of people, no matter whether or not have actually tried using AI in your work in your life, the word is definitely not new to you. And I'm happy to see all of these different departments are trying to figure out a way to help artificial intelligence to grow, to develop in a positive and healthy and effective way. That's one heck of an interagency effort trying to introduce some rules、uh, with generative AI. It's been a big thing here in China ever since OpenAI rolled out its、uh, very influential and very famous ChatGPT. All of a sudden, almost all tech companies in this country they put down all their previous research topics and started talking all about AI, artificial intelligence. As such, we see about. Eighty something large language models being developed in this country, and、uh, as of、uh, May this year,、um, more than forty countries and institutions have.、Uh, Announced their own、um, generative AI products, or have announced plans to develop their own generative generative AI products, and so that this is a really big thing here here in China.、Uh, Steve,、uh, where you are in South Korea, and、uh, it's a very developed country when it comes to、uh, tech and、uh, information technology. Do you sense the same? Craze、um, that、uh, we have seen here in China. I mean, there is no comparison because you always lived in South Korea. But what is it that you felt when、uh, OpenAI rolled out his own ChatGPT?、Uh, the Korean government, just like the government in China, just like the government in the United States, just like the government in the EU, is trying to figure out how to move forward to to regulate generative. AI because now it's become so prolific. I mean, the first time that I heard about it here in Korea, and this is relatively, this is not relatively, this is this is brand new. ChatGPT was only introduced at the end of November last year, and it just exploded with popularity. I was talking about it with students,、um, and I asked, you know, what are you doing to use this, or what are you doing to not use this? And they said, very honestly, they said. Oh, that's just how everybody does their homework these days. And、uh, how everybody talks to teachers. Yeah, and I talked to teachers, and I said, you know, are you stressed about this? Are you worried about this? And I got different answers from teachers. You know, some teachers were saying, we need to embrace this. We need to acknowledge the fact that this is out there now, and students are using this now, and we need to bring this into the schools, bring this into the classrooms, so that we can. Make sure that we're kind of regulating even within our own school or within our own classrooms with our students to to get a hold of this. But it's the same thing as China and the rest of the world. Korea is just trying to figure out as they go 
what to do with regulations because all of this is unprecedented and all of this is happening for the first time. I think you're totally right. When it comes to figuring it out as we go, China is doing the same thing because this is not the first regulation on artificial intelligence. Actually, we have got a slew of rules and regulations talking about how to protect privacy, how to correctly use the algorithm, how to make sure that the data you collect are from legitimate sources and are actually truthful so that when AI actually use these data to study, to generate content, they're not generating false information and that all those are very important. And I think something has been touched upon uh, in the regulation that is we want to make sure you do not generate false content or content prohibited by laws and regulations. Make sure measures should be taken to prevent discrimination based on ethnicity, religion, nationality, gender, age, profession, and health condition. Avoid um, unfair market behaviors and do not violate individuals' rights to reputation, honor, privacy and personal information all these are listed in the new regulation I'm happy to see that mm-hmm. and this is not the country uh, trying to come up with the rule saying students should not cheat and use <laughs> chat GPT to write the their graduation paper this is the country trying to uh, streamline the development of the industry and provide a guideline as to where the industry should go and in this regard I think South Korea is uh, almost on the same level as China. And I think South Korea is still working on its own uh, regulation. In general, it is encouraging and is saying that uh, businesses wanting to develop a generative AI do not need to apply for approval. They can go ahead and just do it. Here in China, we do have some regulations saying certain things you shouldn't do. But in general, it's uh, given uh, businesses the encouragement they need to pursue what they need. One thing in particular that's important in this regulation is the companies or businesses developing generative AI are not held immediately responsible for whatever problems that they are causing. I mean, when they see questionable content uh, coming from their products, they can try and uh, correctify this and then report to relevant authorities and that's it. There's no punishment, no penalty outlined in this regard. So this is, in my opinion, more encouraging than uh, prohibitive. I think there's so many things to unpack here because it's a giant spider web, I think. You know, China, um, from what I've researched, is walking kind of a tightrope trying to develop these regulations uh, because they want their companies within China to maintain their competitivity with uh, American companies like Google or OpenAI. And it's a challenge because in America, a lot of these companies are not regulated at all. They're only regulating themselves. Whereas in China, these regulations are being put in place and they want their companies, their service providers to be creative and they want them to be innovative. And they're trying to be competitive with other countries in the world. But that's really hard to do when, you, when you're dealing with companies that aren't necessarily as strictly regulated. So this is a tremendous, this is a tremendous challenge for China. It's going to be a tremendous challenge for Korea. Um, and the United States doesn't seem to know exactly what they want to do yet. They've had Senate meetings over the course of the summer, but they're still unsure. They don't want to put any regulations in place until they've really figured out what they want to do. But this, going back to that point before, this is brand new territory. This is like parents raising ch- children who grew up in a digital era, you know, with Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of these things that the previous generation didn't have to deal with. Parents these days are learning how to parent for the first time. <laughs> and governments, in a sense, 
are learning how to govern for the first time, at least in this specific area. Mm-hmm. The United States does have a blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights at the national level, and it touches、uh, upon a range of issues, including safety, discrimination, data privacy, right to know, among others.、Uh, it seems more encouraging、uh, than than prohibitive as well. But I think the European Union do have something uh, more. Um, well, I think the European Union do have something tougher in comparison. Uh, they have an EU AI Act that was、uh, somehow announced in May 2023, and they are advocating a risk-based approach aimed to ensure that AI systems are overseen by people, are safe, transparent, traceable, non-discriminatory, and environmentally friendly. And it's saying AI systems with an unacceptable level of risk to people's safety would be strictly prohibited. Among other things, and there's also、um, uh, clauses on biometric characterization systems using sensitive characteristics to tell one from another. And one interesting item that、uh, I haven't seen in other countries' document is predictive pol- policing systems is also banned、uh, in the、uh, European AI Act. Well, actually, European also have an ethnic guidelines for trustworthy AI. They listed that AI should be lawful, ethical, and robust, and there. Are seven, let's say, requirements or、um, items there telling you how to develop trustworthy AI. I find that word quite, you know, sci-fi movie because you're developing a trustworthy AI, and in the future maybe you will be its friend. I don't know. It's a crazy word. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, we can see, or it's underlying in the future. <laughs> yeah,、uh, we can see countries are taking steps to introduce some kind of audit or guideline into the、uh, generative AI industry, and this is really、uh, making sense、uh, because we have been talking a lot about、uh, software like ChatGPT, and there's a lot of talk about、uh, AI replacing uh, uh, human labor. I mean, that's. Discussion has been going on for a long time, but this time is entirely different in the sense that、uh, we are looking at technology potentially being able to replace a lot of the so-called high-end jobs that we previously deemed irreplaceable by AI, and this is、uh, going to make uh, really uh, big changes into a lot of di- industries, including our own. Steve, you have been a professional in radio for more than twenty years, like you said earlier, and are you worried about? Being affected by the advent of this technology, I mean,、uh, in your in your job, I think you've done a lot of interviews with、uh, music people, the the creative community. I I think they are reacting rather strongly to、uh, generative AI and artificial intelligence. And uh, uh, do you feel what they're feeling? And、uh, what do you think would be the job of a radio professional、uh, look like in, in going forward? Well, hopefully, it stays exactly the same way it is right now. But I don't necessarily think that anything anything will change because the jobs that I think will stay the way they are the, are the jobs that require、um, human interaction to entice the experience of the person who is listening or watching or being taken care of. That's why I don't think you can have, of course, AI assistants within a hospital. But you're not going to see AI doctors in the future because human beings need a certain level of human interaction, or at least that's what they want from that experience. And I think with television and I think with、uh, radio, I think it's the same thing. But that being said, there are plenty of jobs that are in trouble 
translators are in trouble. Truck drivers are in trouble. For example, I was reading a story, I believe it was from Switzerland, where they were talking about how they're going to build an underground network of cargo delivery um, using AI uh, for various reasons. They're going to do this. They say they don't have enough truck drivers right now. They say that it's better uh, for the environment in the sense that traffic will be affected in a positive way. Um, gas, uh, gasoline, of course, is not great for the environment. So there will be jobs inevitably that are affected. Um, but hopefully the job that you and I have right now will we'll be able to stay the same. Otherwise, we're going to have to go back to school. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm being very optimistic or pessimistic because I, I've heard that in some companies here in China, they are training AI to actually be working in the music industry. They're able to generate music to mm -hmm. compose and to help with the not only the music itself, but also uh, with designing a stage and stuff, which is why I'm actually very happy to see in some of the records regulations, we see robust verification systems like watermarking or digital signatures should support the authenticity of the process, making sure that the stuff that's been generated by AI are watermarked. So at least we know some things are created by human beings, but some things are created by AI. But they are they're they're halfway there. I feel like in the future, a lot of creation jobs would also be at least assisted by AI. And I do see that future quite hopeful because I believe even though nowadays we see AI as someone who might take our jobs, I believe they would create some new jobs. People with the ability to work with AI, to work with the help of AI can actually, you know, create some new jobs for themselves and work more efficiently. And that is also the reason I feel like the regulations in place would be a good idea. You're right. I mean, the technology now is, is it's, it's insane. You could take a, a three second to five second clip of my voice and you could create an entire radio show just based on that clip that you took using AI to recreate my voice and then follow a script that AI or ChatGPT created on its own. I mean, that that is mind blowing. And that is absolutely terrifying to me. And I think that's one of the things that people are worried about. They can take singers who are no longer with us on this planet and take a clip of their of their voice and write a new song and make new music from that singer. But I think and I understand what you're saying, but as much as I understand what you're saying, I still think, or maybe I'm still just hoping um, that there's something that human beings require from other human beings that will somehow protect us in the future from stuff like that. Well, perhaps I'm not really that familiar with the music industry, but I'm blindly optimistic with the industry and with the impact of AI that could bring to the industry in the sense that I believe artificial intelligence can allow us to do things that we previously were not able to do, but only to a certain uh, limit. I mean, you talk about examples of artificial intelligence bringing back some deceased singers or artists back in the days. But remember, we are the times are changing. Remember, there was a time when platinum and records were uh, popular. There seems to be one after another. It's only commonplace to see them. 
But nowadays, can you say that there there there's this one artist that's so influential around the world that is anything that he or she produces is top notch? We are looking at the age of diversity. We're not looking at one artist ruling them all. We are looking at very very specific tastes from very very specific、uh, groups of people. And so, as such, I'm thinking that with the help of artificial intelligence, we are seeing more content being. Created, surely there's more competition. There's competition between human and artificial intelligence, but then、uh, there's also diverse needs. Diverse needs previously un unrealized because there's only limited amount of supply, given the number of artists that previously were available and、uh, were known by the general public. Now we can、yeah. allow we can be allowed to be even more diversified. It's true, and I and I think to to ask the question. You know, maybe even asking the question: Are are we worried about it?、Um, are we concerned about people's jobs in the future? Perhaps that's that is a moot point. Maybe it's it's a waste of time to talk about that because it's here and it's now and it's happening, and we need to adjust. And governments now are adjusting, going back to the point of the regulations that are new in China and、uh, the ones that are being made by other countries right now. This this needs to happen because. Inevitably, we're going to have to try to figure out a way to live with this because this is our new reality. And as exciting as it is, it's a little bit scary at the same time. <laughs> and、uh, we are talking about regulation, though. We are talking about regulation in China and around the world. And、uh, based on the studies we have so far, we can tell or we can guess that these are almost all very encouraging and very tentative approaches to try and regulate the industry without trying to harm. The growth of that industry, and so my question is: Is it time yet? I mean, we are responding really fast here in China and in America and in the European Union. But is it time yet for us to really think about very specific regulations? I think it is absolutely the time to do that. It's just my personal opinion. It, it's a divisive topic, of course. But if you look at just a couple of examples, there was a radio announcer from the state of Georgia in the United States, and he. Alleged that a chatbot、um, came up with false、um, accusations that he was embezzling. The radio announcer was embezzling money. So, if we're not regulating the things that that AI can produce or put out, and if we're not regulating the the service providers who are responsible for these for these bots, then Is is it not the equivalent of perhaps, if we think of the FDA in the food industry, and you know some four thousand, five thousand, six thousand companies are coming out with new food products all the time, would the F would the FDA just say, okay, go ahead, just make whatever you want and regulate yourselves? It sounds ridiculous, right? They they wouldn't do that. So I think this is the time where we have to set strict rules in place,、um, and and putting strict rules in place doesn't. Mean it's a bad thing because those rules are being put in place to protect people like you and I from potentially bad, from potentially terrible, from potentially catastrophic things that could happen in the future. Well, I'm totally up for the idea of having regulations, but I'm not really sure about strict and specific regulations because I don't think we have that great understanding of how artificial intelligence will develop in the future. 
I think what I'm trying to say here is what we're doing now is to putting regulations are, that are relatively giving a direction of how the industry should develop towards. And we're talking about these specific areas we'd like to put interest in and put attention to. And we're also discussing about gathering data from not only public areas, but also maybe from private sectors as well to have certain kind of data trade, setting up places and venues for data to trade so that AI should be in the future, have something to learn from. And all that sounds a bit a bit too complicated and futuristic. So my opinion is that, yes, we should put down the ground rules. We should have a bottom line, but let the AI fly a little bit, give it a little time to to develop, to grow up by itself. And then you would see where are the problems and where are the places that we should maybe trim some of the functions. Maybe we should give it a certain direction for it to to better develop. So I do not like the idea of specific, very strict rules, but ground rule or bottom line should definitely be there. And in the meantime, maybe an organization or government body yeah. keeping track of what's going on in the industry and uh, analyzing the different types and numbers of AI that's being developed, churned out or in the market. Keep an that's eye really on it. Important. Yeah. I, I think you make a good point. I think what you're trying to say um, is maybe see how it goes and then adjust the regulations yeah. as they go. And governments can come up with new rules as they are needed. And I think the debate that you and I just had is the exact debate that um, companies and governments are, are having right now. <laughs> yeah. um, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, um, you know, responding to the EU regulations, he said, if they're too strict, um, I won't, we'll leave. We won't, we won't be here. So I think, you know, through discussion, um, sharing ideas between the companies and, and the regulatory bodies, trying to figure out you know, what's necessary now, what's not necessary now seems to be the most appropriate course of action. Right. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up in the second half of the show, the Chinese version of TikTok takes actions on anxiety-mongering content on its platform. Will this do anything at all to curb the passion for the rat race in school? Stay with us for more fun discussions. <laughs> 